It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. On today's show, we're going to break down OTAs. The Vikings are heading into OTAs, and for those that don't know, that's just off-season training. I don't even know. I mean, me and Sam will talk about this. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's organized team activities. That's what it is, because I used to do it. But also, the Gophers, Autumn Peace, they had a great one. We'll talk about that in the Daily Three. And the NBA playoffs, there's an eighth seed that's headed possibly, most likely, if you're looking to get a locked-on bet, to the NBA Finals. Why couldn't the Timberwolves do that? We'll break that down coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everyone. It's a beautiful Monday morning in Minnesota. I don't know where you're listening from, but I hope your weather's just as good as ours. Uh, not too hot, not too cold. It's just right. You know, it's like the three little bears and the porridge, I guess. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Got a loaded show for you today. But I want you guys to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just make every moment more. I'm gonna. I'm not going to lie. There's an opportunity. You go on, you bet five bucks. There's no sweat first bet. I did it myself. I bet on the Nuggets to beat the Lakers by five and a half points. They won by six. I won $136 with my $150 bet. Hey, $286? Who can say no to that? But make sure you do it. It only cost me five bucks to do that to get my no sweat first bet. And if you're looking for a lock, just stay tuned to the show. I have a lot coming up for you guys uh, that I think is a, is a lock on FanDuel. So make sure you check that out. But again, go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. Now, as we talk about today's show, OTAs are started, organized team activities for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Sam and I are going to break down what we're looking forward to. Also, coming up in the Daily Three, we're going to break down a little bit of this NCAA tournament. Who's dominating? Who's not? Autumn Peace uh, joined us last week. So if you have not seen that interview, great interview by the Big Ten Pitcher of the Year, Autumn Peace. Uh, please go back and check that episode out. Show her some love. It was an awesome interview. Coming forward uh, in the next couple of weeks, I uh, got some great stuff. I uh, got a secret from Sam. I haven't even told Sam this one. This was a random uh, occurrence that I'm excited to share with Sam. And Sam, this is Sam's going to hear for the first time coming up. So as I bring Sam extra to the show, my producer, uh, Sam. As You're I, as holding I, out on me. You got I secrets. I want you guys to know, too, Amazon Fire and Roku, the Amazon Fire and Roku devices. Uh, just go to your TV, search in your apps, and hit Locked On Sports Minnesota. If you put in Locked In Sports M. You'll see it. Just look for it. Minnesota's going to pop up. Hit add or subscribe. It'll pop. That app will be right there on your TV. You can get all of our videos, all of our shows. And if you're on YouTube, please hit that follow or subscribe button on YouTube. You just need an email address. Log in at YouTube with your email address. Create a YouTube account. And then hit that subscribe button. Uh, we thank all those that have continued to do that through this. But Sam, first, let me get this teaser out the way, Sam. Uh, I went to get my hair cut this weekend because uh, tomorrow... It's my birthday, May 23rd. I'll be 43 years old. And so I was getting a haircut. And, and also because I was supposed to do a commercial uh, on the 25th. 
Uh, I had, I got the opportunity. I'm still going to do it, looks like. Uh, they moved it. So I'm a little bit mad now because I got to get another haircut for the commercial. But we're going to do it, I think, June 1st. So first teaser there, Sam. The Minnesota mm-hmm. Twins. I'm doing a commercial, Sam, for the Minnesota Twins. Normally, I can't say the 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 brand yet or the producer or, or, or sorry, the company. Um, but this one, uh, knock on wood, hopefully they don't keep canceling. Now, what I can't say is the player in the commercial. There is a player in this commercial too with us uh and so i i'm not a big twins fan i did recognize the name um but it, it, it i'm looking forward to this so it, it should be fun uh but yeah i'm shooting a commercial for the minnesota twins uh sounds like it's gonna be a long shoot like we're actually shooting i think june 1st is a game day if i'm not mistaken uh so it sounds like we're gonna be shooting on a game day like we're gonna do some because in the email it says they want some closed circuit stuff meaning we're gonna be in the stadium without fans and then they actually want us because they're they're like and then we're gonna give all the talent tickets because we want you guys to like walk around and cameras are gonna follow you i'm like oh my god this is gonna be awkward uh but i guess they want some live shots of us in the stadium uh for their commercial during the game so i don't know if we're gonna be buying food i don't know if we're gonna be buying and trying on apparel uh i don't know only thing i know is i'm gonna have some twins gear uh because i don't currently i mean i mean today i'm wearing a a a wild shirt uh because i think last christmas or something uh after my wife and i went to the wild game and how i continue to follow the wild and hockey uh my family thought it'd be a great idea to get me a a wild shirt so and i love it like i when i walk around all people just assume i'm a hockey guy right yeah it's a good logo Uh, but sam i ran it and this was i I, sorry i can't say who yet We'll, we'll we'll talk about this but i ran into a coach for the minnesota vikings sam and this is what's crazy, right? So we're talking. Uh, I, I ran into him. And we're just chatting it up this weekend. I'm talking about my daughter's softball game. And I was like, hey, I got to head out to the field today for softball, blah, blah. We're just talking. And I'm like, yeah, I talked to so-and-so. And uh, we were just talking about Santana Moss on my podcast. This is where it gets good, Sam. He's like, oh, man, you got to get me on the podcast. I'm like, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but Sam, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I played it cool. I was like, yeah, I'm like, let me see what we can do. I was like, let me take your number down uh, and I'll see what we can do. So there's going to be a Vikings co- coach joining us uh, in the next probably two or three weeks. Got to figure out our schedules, make sure they work out. Um, but we're going to have one of the Vikings coaches join us uh, and maybe two, maybe two, because there's another one, Sammy, you know about that story. There's another mm-hmm. coach I have his number, cell phone number as well. Uh, he did text me too, and I left him on red. Still, I, like I looked the other day and I'm like, why am I uh, deal? And it was still on red. So I finally showed him i read his email or his text and i just said hey great catching up with you blah blah um so <clears throat> i do have two vikings coaches now on my cell phone uh that were, were one already asked like hey man get me on the podcast i love to talk uh some some football so i'm like great um but yeah but anyway sam as we jump into the show man otas i don't want to hold the, the the fans back any longer three quick three four minutes of this open and then we're going to jump into segment two talk about the nba but sam otas for the vikings has started uh and and that's where i get get this from the coach you know again i, I talked to mm-hmm. I, got, I got two sources now that's why i won't say names i have other sources by the way people is not these coaches when i when i say I, when i come up with stuff people are like oh somebody had to tell them that i got other sources that are not coaches like, you're I'm well connected you know now i'm gonna let you guys know that now it's not a coach but anyway so i was talking to this coach about otas and it's funny that this is our t- topic today because i'm like oh i just ran into the coaches weekend we're chatting it up about otas and this is where i go you, you you're questioning me sam question of the day people and, and, and whatever your question is, I want you guys to tweet us, answer it on YouTube, whatever. What are you looking to learn with these practices? And so this is what I, this is what I get from the coach. Because even I asked him this. And not so much of your question, but I just kind of asked him about OTAs. Mm-hmm. And when I remember it, it was, it was a little fast-paced. We, it was a learning experience, but it was fast-paced. Now, 
It's really laid back. It's all about preserving players and not doing too much. So what can we learn from this OTA, Sam, this organized team activities? Well, one, can Jordan Addison and Kirk Cousins get like this and how quick? Because we already know Justin Jefferson got there, but it took two, three weeks, three weeks into the season before Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson got like this. So how quick now that now that Kirk Cousins has detached himself from Adam Thielen by way of a of a of a, a release and sign, can Jordan Addison because you got T.J. Hawkinson, you got Justin Jefferson, and then where does Jordan Addison come in in this circle of trust? You know where where is Jordan mm-hmm. Addison? This is the circle of trust. You got J.J. and Kirk in here. Where where is Jordan Addison going to be at Kirk's trust level? Meaning when he is not looking. And he knows that route is Jordan Addison. How comfortable is he going to be throwing him the ball? So for me, jumping out the gate, what am I hoping to see from these practices, Sam? I'm hoping to see early continuity. Now, we know Kevin O'Connell and Jordan Addison have continuity. He's been throwing them balls, and he looked great. Coach looks great throwing them. Jordan looks great catching and snagging them. I want to see how well Kirk Cousins and Jordan Addison jail during OTAs, quote-unquote. There's no, like, they're not going against another team. They're not even going against their own players because of how the format works for OTAs now where defense uh, has to go against show offense and the offense has to go against show defense. It's not really any true competition just yet, not till uh, they have some uh, mandatory mini camps. Those will be a little bit more like that. But OTAs, players' safety and, and, and CBA and all that stuff, hey, you cannot do this. So that's what I'm looking forward to, Sam. I'm looking for Kirk Cousins, Jordan Addison. How quick can they jail? Because, again, like I said, Je- Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, we didn't see much in the preseason training camp. We saw some plays here and there, but it wasn't enough to, to, to get B.C. Johnson out early. After that coach game, B.C. Johnson had a didn't have a great game, and then what happens? You insert uh, Justin Jefferson, and then he never looks back. He never looks back mm-hmm. again, and he becomes one of the best uh, receivers in Vikings history, the best Vikings history in like the first year, two, three, uh, as far as numbers and metrics go. Uh, and, and according to Chris Carter, who was on our show, make sure you go back and watch that episode if you want. He's just holding the crown until Justin Jefferson comes and takes it. So I don't know, Sam, what are you looking forward to with OTAs? Yeah, well, let me piggyback off that. I love your point, Ron, because I think back to Justin Jefferson and I say, well, how did they miss him for those first two weeks? What mm-hmm. were they not seeing? And I think the reason was, the Mike Zimmer coaching staff, they kind of held back rookies a little bit. They put him with the second team a lot in those OTAs and that training yeah. camp. And he was playing with twos and catching passes from Sean Mannion instead oh, of yeah. Kirk Cousins. And he wasn't able to really gel with that first group. Uh, whereas I have a feeling that Jordan Addison's going to be used a lot with the ones. I think they know he's going to be an important part of this offense this year. So why wait? Why wait to get him involved with those ones, put him with the best, and let him acclimate with the number one team? So I, I'm really looking forward to that as well, Ron. And then I'm looking for where are the position battles? Are we going to find out that Ed Ingram's rotating with somebody at right guard? Are they going to be mixing mm. and matching, trying to find maybe a different piece? Who's going to be moving in there at linebacker in the base package? Um, and how about the injured guys? Lewis Seen, how active is he going to be Andrew Booth? How active is he going to be Brian O'Neill? Can any of these guys be on the field or is this more about their rehab still Uh, all these things? I think we're going to find out. And I know media will be out there on Tuesday to get a full glimpse of what's going on. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, and that's what I think. I'm, I'm debating on going on Tuesday or not, just because this week for my daughter's softball. Uh, also, this weekend, our first weekend off because it's Memorial Day weekend. Thank goodness nobody scheduled a tournament because I know, I know some people were itching to schedule like a Memorial Day softball tournament. I know some some companies or sorry, companies some some teams were because they're like, oh, that's an easy way to cash grab. That that gives us a Monday opportunity uh, to get a lot of people traveling since they know they don't have to work on monday so you would get people traveling in town to minnesota or like iowa or somewhere but our coach and i'm pretty sure there's a memorial day tournament out there i know there is uh but our coach one i know he likes his vacation i know he likes to hang out with his family uh his daughter's a senior so she's headed off to college so i know he's like soaking up every moment with her and so thank goodness we don't have any softball this weekend so there's like the one weekend i can sit back uh, you know, underneath the deck, just had my birthday. So I take kind of like a birthday weekend, I guess, uh, get to just hang out, relax, do nothing. I mean, of course, maybe some yard work here and there. Uh, but other than that, you know, pop the grill out, you know, get some burgers and just do nothing. But yeah, Tuesday, uh, I, I, I am thinking about it. I'm thinking about going out there, Sam, for a little bit. So I'll have to, uh, look at that time. The time is going to start. Cause I do have some meetings scheduled, uh, some other coaches, I know I have some other coaches and current players, too, that were working on getting on the show. So I got a lot. But, yes, I am looking forward to that. Sam, you know what else I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Makai, and I want to say Becton. I don't know why, but I think you just told me the Jets. That's the Jets tackle or something, or mm-hmm. we used to be a tackle for the – like, because every time I keep hearing Makai, I think Becton. But, yes, it is – it's not the offensive lineman. Makai Blackman, cornerback from USC. I'm interested to see because – Again, I'm not going to get caught up in social media uh, because everybody hypes everybody. On the social media, everybody is him. And for those who know what that means, that just means you're that guy. I am him. Austin Reeves screamed that when he made some big shots uh, in the playoff series to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm him. I'm him. So, Makai Blackman, when you look at his social media, is super confident. You know, has the 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 the, the seat belt. Like, I, I'm strapped. I'm, I got him locked down. Like, I'm locked in. Like, all that so it's 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 really because andrew booth now i'm not gonna lie andrew booth now maybe i didn't follow his social media as much i don't feel like andrew booth had that type of confidence like andrew booth didn't have the highlight films and the music playing with it and all the little deals and the you know ninja like none of that makai blackman and i don't know if it's the california in them or whatever like being out there usc like he seems like he has a little bit more swagger and 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 that's just social media that's nothing to do with playing like guys can be completely swagged out on social media and not have any ability on the field. So I'm interested to see him too from a cornerback perspective because you clean house theoretically at the cornerback position. Uh, you completely are starting from scratch. Um, from a cornerback's perspective, you still got Harrison Smith, uh, Cam Bynum back there, but from a cornerback, you're going with Byron Murphy. Um, and then who? And that's that's where I think the Vikings have to figure out. I mean, you got a Caleb Evans, but again, hurt. Uh, you, you do, you do have, uh, Andrew Booth Jr. Hurt. So Makai Blackman, I, I want to see well, and, and you have Joe Juwan, you do have Joe Juwan. Uh, he came in as well. So I want to see this cornerback battle as well. Now, again, we won't see much of it because they're not allowed to really go at each other. Um, but I, I do want to see how that rotation look like who, who starts off with the one, like who's their early, because from a coach's perspective, when I get my roster, I know kind of like, all right, here's the guys I think are ones. Here's the guys I think are twos. Here's the guys I think are threes. means nothing, but it does tell you, like, who has the longer leash. Like, usually the ones have a longer leash, meaning if you make a little bit of a mistake, 
I, you can correct that because you're one of my guys. And so from a cornerback perspective as well, I want to see who kind of starts off with the ones and twos. And that'll give us a little bit of an inkling. And then also nickel, that'll give us a little bit of an inkling in, in what they're going to do early because if Byron Murphy automatically a nickel jumps inside, then we kind of have our answer uh, of where they're going to go with that. And then maybe put a Caleb Evans outside and Joe Juwan as your guy. And then you have the rookies behind him. Uh, or if he has a rookie out there right away, Makai Blackman uh, opposite Byron Murphy, then maybe we really do have our answer. But we are looking forward to that with these OTAs, Sam. I know you're going to have a lot to break down on Wednesday after OTAs. After, after you're out there, you know, I want you to kind of tell me. And if I'm out there, we'll talk about it. But definitely I want people to be prepared for Sam's breakdown of OTAs. And coming up next, I do want people to know, one of the players I didn't kind of allude to, Bernard Barrian. Former Vikings receiver, Bears receiver, NFC, Fresno State, because I, I found an old text message when the Gophers were about to play Fresno. I totally forgot about that until I saw the text from him uh, that he was excited. Gophers ended up winning that game, thank goodness, uh, because Antoine Winfield's uh, interception. Uh, but we got Bernard Barrian joining us this week on the Ron Johnson Show in the Hanging Ron Johnson segment. But again, we got to talk about the NBA playoffs coming up next. Heat Nuggets, I mean, that seems like it's going to be the NBA Finals right now. But two sweeps? I don't even think TV was ready for that because that means they're going to have to give these guys either a week off or fast start and say, let's let's start and then let's spread this thing out. But I don't think they can. But two sweeps. One, you have two rested teams. But were these the teams that everybody was looking forward to? We'll talk about that next. Coming up on the Ryan Johnson Show, and then we have a word from our sponsors. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Yes, it's a fast break during these NBA playoffs at FanDuel. The line tonight, Lakers trying to avoid elimination. They are three-point favorites in game four in L.A. Tomorrow night, the Heat going for the sweep. They're two-point favorites in South Beach. Those lines and plenty more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. New customers get a no-sweat first bet. Ron Johnson tried it. You can, too. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. They've got great promotions. Bet five, get 150, and plenty more at FanDuel regularly. Safe and secure app, the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You get paid instantly when you win. No better place to bet the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get that no sweat first bet. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, it's time for uh, the NBA talk, Sam. And Timberwolves, I've seen a lot of tweets now about, like, Jamal Murray. He could have been a, a Minnesota Timberwolf. Yeah, I've seen that, it, too. It, it's, it's, it's amazing to me uh, the number of people that continue to harp on what the Timberwolves did wrong. Now, this is this before we jump into this uh, NBA playoff talk, Sam. Is this an ownership? Because we keep we keep recycling like GMs and coaches, and and it never seems to really. I mean, besides Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin Love, uh, it, it's never really seemed to take. Like even the Wiggins Levine, I think you brought up a great point. I can't remember if it was you or who bought this up Friday. 
uh, but that they should have kept Levine and gotten rid of Wiggins because then they got to have Butler, Levine, Carl Anthony Towns. And like I said, I think Carl Anthony Towns to me is a chameleon. Like he's an AAU USA chameleon. Nothing against Canada, but I'm just saying USA AAU kids right now are chameleons. And Carl Anthony, and when I say this, look at Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Like look at James Harden uh, with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Then you got Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. When I say that, I say there's some guys that are willing to fit the mold of a team just to be on a great team. And then there's Kyrie Irving, who we don't know what's his deal. So he's, let's take him out of this. But you look at James Harden with Joel Embiid. Uh, you look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like in Marcus Smart. You got guys that are willing uh, to be, I guess, sponges and, and kind of absorb each other and say, look, let's, let's create a team. I don't know if Andrew Wiggins grew up that way. I don't know if Andrew Wiggins is built that way, but but he was not okay with how Jimmy Butler was acting and talking. Now, we have seen the Warriors work for him, but that's because he doesn't have to be the star. That's because he can be quiet. That's because Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, those guys don't say anything. Draymond is the talker on that team. Like, Steph will make facial expressions and do by stuff. So, Looking at that, I, I go back to that. I go back to Jimmy Butler is what this team should have been built around in Minnesota and and move on from Wiggins sooner. I think they they got rid of Levine, and that wasn't the answer when you brought in Jimmy Butler. Like I, I, I did like Levine's like ability to bounce off the ground, his hop and jumps. Wiggins never was a killer to me. Like he never was a guy that's gonna give you 60 points. Uh Levine, I felt like that. Like I felt like he was a killer. Like, he reminds me of a smaller version of Aaron Gordon. Like, Aaron Gordon is a killer. Like, he's going to do what he has to do in game situations. Uh, Jamal Murray is a killer. Uh, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, like, those are killers. Jimmy Butler is a murderer. Like, he is absolutely destroying teams single-handedly, and now he's got, like, Vincent. This dude is going off. Why? Struss. They're going off because Jimmy Butler makes them comfortable enough to say, look, I'm going to do the dirty work. I'm going to, like, when I watched him drive a couple times on Brogdon uh, and White for the Celtics, he just looked like a guy at, at the rec center, at, 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 at pickup basketball, just being a bully. Like, literally, just cross over, drive, put you on my back, I'm going to jump, you're going to bump me, I'm going to lay it up. Like, he was just absolutely bullying the Celtics. And so when you think about that, that's why I'm I'm a little bit annoyed. I'm getting more and more annoyed every time I see the Timberwolves uh, pass up or something or or guy and again you don't know what you're going to get but the walker kessler i think walker kessler is going to be one of those that eventually not to say he's going to be a jimmy butler type he's going to be a steph curry type he's going to be a jamal murray type i just think he's going to be a guy when they look back like we could have done without rudy gobert like we really could have we could have done without rudy gobert and we could have just had our team walker kessler would have came in and he would have been that 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 five to help Carl Anthony stay at the four and be a stretch four that he wants to be. I don't know, Sam, but when you look at this NBA Finals too, one, what are your thoughts on the Timberwolves and some of their missed picks? And then two, uh, your thought on the fact that it's going to be Heat Knicks. So when I said there's a locked on people, if you want a lock, you can bet. Not to say game four, because you never know. Backs up against the wall. Uh, there's a lot of teams scratch and claw, and they do what they got to do to win at least one. But Heat and five, Nuggets and five, that's a lock. Whether it's in five or four, you can bet them back-to-back, -back and they're, they're going to win one of these next two games, both 
teams will. I think the Celtics have kind of uh, have a better opportunity. I feel like LeBron is kind of giving up. Now, again, can LeBron come back and tie it up 3-3? Who knows? But Sam, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think that the finals, Nuggets and Heat, would be a great finals. I don't see the Heat as an eight seed anymore. I mm-hmm. see them as a legitimate contender. And don't you understand a little bit now why Jimmy Butler gets frustrated so easily with, with teammates? It's because no one's like him. Like, he's one of the most tenacious um, slashers, one of the most tenacious two-way players in the league. It'd be very hard mm-hmm. to live up to his intensity if you're a teammate, that's probably why he gets frustrated. And he's found this really good heat culture, right? That kind of emphasizes that and values what he brings a coach that holds him accountable, uh, ownership or GM that makes all the right decisions. Um, Timberwolves have had so many different attempts at decision makers. They've never had that culture established because They've gone from one GM to the next, to the next, to the next. And they've all kind of had this fatal flaw. They've all had, um, you know, these, these big ideas trying to change up the culture. Well, when you're constantly changing, it's very hard to get settled. Um, and then, you know, you have someone like Flip Saunders, who I think would have maybe established that culture um, passing away, you know, tragically. So, and from there, it's been one to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, so now with new ownership, A-Rod and Lori, I like what they're doing. Um, I think they may have tried a little too hard bringing in Connolly, and then who knows if they encouraged him to make a big splash for Gobert, mm-hmm. um, which could have set them back here years, Ron, years. But I, I do think it's a little revisionist to say uh, the Timberwolves should have taken this guy, should have taken this guy, because so many teams pass on these good players. Like Correct. everybody passed on Jokic, right? And then he was taken in the second round. Um, four other teams passed on Jamal Murray. Four other teams or five other teams passed on Steph Curry. So there are like it's not a perfect uh, science to point yeah. back and, and say that, but the Timberwolves seem to be on the wrong end of it more often than not. Yeah, and that's I mean I'm looking at the draft. They took Chris Dunn. Uh, they could have had Jamal Murray at seven. And there's the thing: the fact that he went seven clearly he was high enough to be worth it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the one thing that that throws me off. It wasn't like. Um, he was taken, you know, you know, 20th, like, like, you know, or second round, like Draymond Green going to second round, you know, that's, that's one of those things sometimes where people say the same thing. Like what, what, what did Draymond Green do to, uh, put himself in the first round? Nothing really like Michigan state. When you look at his Michigan state career, cause I always, I always go back to that too. I'm like, man, the Timberwolves could have had Draymond. They could have had clay and they could add Steph. The Timberwolves could literally be the Warriors, but. It took the Warriors time to get to where they were. It took a coach to get them where they were. Now, granted, like, would they be who they are with the coaching staff and the team? Who knows? Like, you don't know. Like, you can you put, can you say a coach is what got this done? Because here's another one. People, because people were talking about like Devin Booker. Here's the biggest issue with this, too. When you look at the the Devin Booker draft, there's no way. The, the like you can go back and say the Timberwolves couldn't get Devin Booker. They took Carl Anthony Towns. Um, now you can be debatable and say, is there somebody in that group, or, you know, in his draft class that you would have took over Carl Anthony Towns? You got D'Angelo Russell who went next. You got Jalil Okafor. You got uh, Porzingis. You got um, Willie Cauley-Stein. You got uh, Emmanuel Moody. You got Stanley Johnson. You got Frank Comiskey. 
Justice Winslow, Miles Turner, Trey Lyles, Devin Booker. So of that group, you could say the Timberwolves made the right pick. You know what I mean? Like, because people are like, oh, who could they have gotten to the Carlin Towns? Like, nobody. Like, I don't think anybody on that list warrants getting picked over Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, so it's it does go about you. So you got to give them credit there. They took Carl Anthony Towns, uh, because Jaleel Okafor was considered the best it, prospect. Yeah, you know I mean, it remember? was between the two of them. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. they could have easily gone Okafor. So that's that's where people are questionable. What could they have done? Uh, what what could Carl Anthony Towns have been? What could Jaleel Okafor? Because I, I I will never forget that because I was a big Duke. Uh, you know, not say I like Duke. I just watch. I knew like Tyus Jones, so I was a big Duke follower. Then also Big Ten wise, D'Angelo Russell. I remember him. And then I've always liked Kentucky. And if you think about the Kentucky team that year, they had Carl Anthony Towns, they had Willie Cauley Stein, they had Trey Lyles, they had Devin Booker. I mean, come on, like that is ridiculous. Like that is absolutely, and then I remember Justice Winslow at Duke with Jaleel Okafor, uh, with with his boy Trey, uh, um, the Minnesota kid. I just said his Jones, name. Jones, Tyus Jones. So, so when you look at that team from Duke, Kentucky, again, there was a lot of potential picks. But yeah, you're right, Jaleel Okafor, Carl Anthony Towns. That was the discussion. Should they take Carl Anthony Towns? Should they take Jaleel Okafor? Jaleel Okafor just won the national championship with Tyus Jones. I am so glad. I mean, could you imagine? If they took Jaleel Okafor over Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker, because then, then the question is Devin Booker. It's like even Christoph Porzingis was better than uh, Okafor. I mean, Willie Cauley-Stein was better than Okafor. Frank Comiskey, Justice Winslow, like Miles Turner, Trey Lott. Everybody on that group had a better, like would have been better helpers. Uh, Kelly Oubre. I mean, Terry Rozier, Scary Terry. I mean, <laughs> you, you could go down this list and be like, oh, you should have took this guy over that guy, so on and so forth. Um, I mean, now nah, this is really, really late, but Kayvon Looney, you know, he's now contributing to the uh, uh, Warriors. So that's neither here nor there. That wouldn't have been a typical thing. But I mean, again, looking at the way it's set up, the way this NBA finals is and, and going back to this. So we, we got this closed out with the Timberwolves. They missed some picks. It is what it is. I don't know if it's ownership. Like I said, my, my whole thought was, I don't know if it's ownership, GMs, what? Uh, because at the end of the day, the owners do have a say. Are they are they are they putting their foot in like Jerry Jones does with the with the Cowboys? And they're saying, look, this is who we're taking. I don't care who you think as a GM. We're taking this guy because we want this guy to be a part of our organization. Because if that's the problem, then you gotta you gotta look to sell the team. Kind of like the twins. People are like the twins need to sell the team and then they'll be better. Uh they sell it to a rich, you know, like Jeff Bezos. Um it, it, then you'd have a better chance of signing a ton, a million big time picks. And I mean Mall America, Amazon, come on, Bezos. Like, it, it's right there for the taking. It's right there for the taking. Like, the Minnesota Twins with Jeff Bezos and the Mall of, the mall of America can become Amazon's hub where, like, actual stores or the Amazon stores and you can pick up your Amazon order from the Mall of America. To, like, Bezos, just telling you, come on now, make a billion dollar, make a $10 billion offer to the Twins owners. Come on, Bezos, like do it because you got the Mall of America right here for the taking. You could literally have so much Amazon product coming in and out of Mall of America, 10,000 footsteps a day at times, like holidays is ridiculous. Come on, Jeff Bezos. But anyway, that's a big, that's a good social media bit there. Yeah. But Bezos buys the twins. There's no salary cap. Come on now. Now, I don't know if these owners would allow him to enter the MLB because then he really would shift it. But hey, 
all of a sudden he has every free agent in Minnesota with the twins uh, and Minnesota's playing in October. I don't know if they want to play in October in Minnesota, but then maybe he, maybe he creates an Amazon dome in Minnesota for the twins. There you go. And there we go. You got the Amazon dome. It's right downtown, right next or right. You know, you, you got the Amazon target. So you change it from target. So target field is going to go. Yeah. Away. Look out target. Amazon's coming. Yeah. yeah it's going to be Amazon Plaza and it'll be a dome retractable. And then you'll have the, uh, the Vikings right down the street, Bezos, mall America, Amazon field. Hey, come on now. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> when you, when you look at this, Sam, in the close, when you think about the NBA finals, you got the heat, you got the nuggets. Um, I, I, I do like, like, the more I watch Jokic and Jamal Murray, uh, I, I do, like, it, it's boring sometimes, but I do like their ability to score. Like, they score in bunches, and they score fast. Uh, that's why it's going to be a good matchup, because Jimmy Butler is one of the best two-way players in the NBA, if not right now the best. Um, and he is locking down, and he is scoring. And so him and Jamal Murray, if that's the way they decide to go, I don't know, because I, I, I could see Jim, uh, Aaron Gordon wanting that assignment because Aaron Gordon is also a, pull, a bulldog defensive guy willing to body and bang. Uh, and that's that's where Miami might meet their match. Like, they might meet their match because the Nuggets have a few bangers and, and guys willing to play tough defense on Jimmy Butler, and they're not going to back down. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. Denver having to travel to Miami. Can Jimmy Butler pull the all-time, like, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor bit and send, send some late-night food and people to the hotel of the Nuggets and keep them up late? I don't know. But I, but I do know that the NBA uh, was hoping Celtics Lakers. I know that was kind of the feeling, like oh, we can get a we can get Larry because you already see Larry Bird's in the commercials now. You got Magic Johnson in the commercials, yeah. so I know they wanted that Lakers Celtics rivalry. But you're not going to get it. Even the Heat Lakers, I think, would have been a nice rivalry because the Nuggets don't have a rival. The Nuggets are just the Nuggets. They've mm-hmm. never been here, so. It is a mix-up. It is different. But to see a one seed versus an eight seed in the NBA Finals, not only do you get that in the first round of the playoffs, I don't think everybody would ever thought you see in the NBA Finals. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. But we got to jump into the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Myself and Sam. I'm going to probably do two minutes today. I'm going to speed it up a little bit more. Uh, but that's, that's three questions, and we're going we're gonna to speed through these questions. But remember, people, Sirius XM, the Twins are back home. They host the Giants tonight at 6.40 p.m. You can catch every pitch with the Twins' hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. I've done it. I got the XM radio in my car. I got the app as well. It is a great tool, people. As low as $3.99 a month. If you do like, I think it's like a two- or three-year deal, it's worth it, though. You don't ever have to go back and worry about did you pay for it because it's paid for up to three years, and you'll get all the broadcasts wherever you go right there on your little mobile device. Uh, But jumping into the Daily Three, that's three questions, three minutes each, probably two today. But Sam, take it away. You got it, Ron. The NFL is voting, I think today, on a proposal that would allow kick returners to call for a fair catch outside their end zone and have the ball be advanced to the 25-yard line. So basically, taking away the kick return even further from the NFL game. Ron, if this proposal passes... Is the kick return going to be dead in the NFL? Oh, man. Yes, it will be. I, I think so because the the average, the goal when you bring it out your own end zone or when you get it on the one, uh, especially for kickers, the goal was always, can I get it right there to that goal line? Like that's one, either kick it out or kick it high and get it down to that one because now you give your cover team time to get down there. 
and you're you're trying to stop them, you know, within the 15 yard line, you know, but anything short of the 20 is a win for the kickoff team. Anything past the 20 is a win for the kickoff return team. And that's always how it's been. Now, so two things. One, you just change the narrative. If you get it past the 25, that's a win for the kickoff return team. If you stop them inside the 20 or 25, it's a win for the kickoff team. So you change the narrative a little bit. I, I do think you're taking the game out of the kick returner's hands. Uh, guys like Kane Wangwu, what, what does that do? You know, like you could put a punt returner back there. So your cornerback or your whoever is your best guy to just catch it. You put him back there. So now your punt returner is your kick returner because usually you have one, the guy that's maybe a little bit stronger, faster, and he's going to do kickoffs. And then you have your guy that's a little bit more shiftier and more comfortable with higher balls, and he's going to do your punt. Now you truly go back to the KRPR and your punt returner is your kick returner because you're like, dude, just fair catch it. Let's take it to the 25 and let's move on and play the next down. So, yeah, I, I think you do. I think you are taking the kickoff out of the kickoff returner's hands, and that's going to that's gonna mess with some roster spots because so, some guys are literally just on the team because they're the kick returner. They're on the roster and on that 53 active because they're a kick returner. Now you just got your cornerback back there, somebody or a receiver that you know is comfortable, fair catching the kickoff. And it's, and it's a little bit easier to catch a kickoff than it is a punt. So And you can put two guys back there now, just one guy on one side, so you don't have to run all the way across the field. So now you have two old school. You go old school. You got two returners like you used to do back in the day because they would go five, three, and two. You go back to that. Now you don't have to run and chase it. It's just – you're 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 one on you're on one side you're on the other and then whoever kicks it to man fair catch it if it's not in the end zone if it's in the end zone down it anyway if it's not fair catch it and then let's move it to the 25 so yeah I think I do I think you do you you're taking it out of the kick returners hand I don't know what are your thoughts yeah well I I tend to think that if teams are allowed to call that fair catch they will because yeah. I I watched every game last year I would say 80 percent of the time if guys returned the kick they were tackled before the 25. Now there's the the rare occasion, and Wang Wu's done it three times, where he takes it to the house. Yeah. That's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for that burst, but it's only going to happen once in a blue moon. And I think a lot of teams will play the numbers, and they'll say, we'd rather just guarantee the 25 than be down at the 16. Sure. And, and they'll take they'll take that kind of safe bet. So, yeah, I, it's unfortunate. I think it's one of the most exciting plays in football. Maybe they can find another amendment to kind of rescue that play. I know the XFL and and USFL have been experimenting with some new stuff. But, yeah, I would be bummed. Yeah, that's tough. What you got next? Uh, Gopher softball, Ron. I know you've been, been paying close attention. Heartbreak for mm -hmm. Autumn Peace and our Gophers. Uh, in game one, they lose in 13 innings to McNeese, 5-4. to four. It's, it's double elimination, so they come back. Autumn Peace throws a one-hit shutout. They beat Northern Colorado, so then they face McNeese again, one nothing. Their season is over, a one nothing game. McNeese only had two hits, but they won the game 1-0. Ron, your thoughts on the Gophers NCAA run? Uh, I'm proud of them. Like, as, as a former Gopher, uh, like, I, I sent Autumn Peace and the team a message on Twitter. Uh, I sent her a message on Instagram. I'm proud of them. Like, I'm one, I'm proud. Two, it's tough. It is tough because when you go to that 13-inning game and you lose, uh, one team has, like, the power. But both teams are exhausted, period. Uh, but one team has like a little bit of power motivation to say like, look, we know we can get through this. We've been here before. The Gophers, same thing. Doubt creeps in every once in a while. Like we've been here before. We might lose this one. And for the Gophers, they just could not manufacture uh, runs. McNeese were making the plays. It went their way. It was a one nothing game. Those are that's what you sign up for. You sign up for those close games. It is what it is. It's the first team to kind of show a little bit of light 
and then you just break through the door. Um, and and so you've seen a lot like you UCLA, they end up losing. You like they were the top seed or top team or sorry they hosted so they were the top seed of their of their region. So now you're you're down to your 16, and it is what it is. The sweet is like so in basketball terms, it's the sweet 16. Uh, you got some great matchups in there, but for the Gophers, when you look at the fact that Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, beat LSU, it hurts a little bit because you're like, man, we could have we could have beat Louisiana and moved on to the Elite Eight. And um, you know, it is what it is. That's that's why you play the game. That's why you know you have multiple pitchers. You saw Autumn Peace pitched a great game but also she had to have some relief after 13 you know like they had to i think the 13 game they, they went through all three pitchers and that's the tough thing it's like and then you ask mm-hmm. a girl like sydney schwartz freshman to come in and try to do what she can do to hold it together um that's a lot that's a lot and that's why pitching matters uh like i said that's why the girl from michigan transferred oklahoma as a pitcher because she was the top pitcher in michigan now she's at oklahoma as i think the second pitcher but she's gonna be able to be in those situations and now oklahoma has two for you know starting type of pitchers uh just depends on who's going to play when so yeah I'm, I'm proud of them though uh the one thing i will say is softball is exciting and you watch those games like you watch ucla you watch i watch liberty as well like i watch liberty play uh san diego state and uh you, you see all the emotion and all the stuff and that was at the that was in the uh, lsu or sorry the ucla region uh san diego state came out of there not ucla um but you just saw it. You saw the emotion. You saw everything. Uh, speaking of Maya Brady, though, like random, as we like, I was researching that. She's Tom Brady's niece. She's up for player of the year. Uh, her mom was a top pitcher at Fresno State, like in 1994. So everybody's like, because they're because she's you know Tom Brady's white, Maya Brady's black. So everybody's trying to figure out like, whoa, how's there a black Brady out there? Well, her dad, uh, she's mixed. And so people assumed, I did, I was one of them, like, man, who's her dad? Like, I wonder, did one of these Patriots guys uh, running Maureen Brady, you know, she's tall, she's a pitcher, you know, they're like, oh, Tom, what's up with your sister, man? Or one of those Michigan dudes, you know, from Tom's team? Because that's the tough thing about being a quarterback and you got all these sisters. Because uh, we saw his one sister is married to Kevin Euclid, uh, the pitcher. So, you know, like you're around sports. And so you got to deal with all these dudes that you're around that will see your sisters. No. Uh, just just a regular guy she you know dated and they had two kids together or married maybe and got divorced i don't know but had two kids together uh but maya brady she's legit she's an athlete she's a beast uh love watching her play uh so so it'd be interesting to see uh you know any more brady you know because his son i've seen his son out there throwing now so what was that brady tree because we see the manning tree now starting to bloom a little bit arch manning at texas so the brady tree it's 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 time for the brady bunch to come forward but yeah Maya Brady people saw the name and everybody's like Brady no that can't be she's black and then but then of course everybody said of course me I started doing the, the thing too Maureen Brady's her mom it's the mom it has nothing to do with the dad the mom was a great pitcher for Fresno State so it has nothing to do with dad she got all mom's softball ability uh but it's kind of cool too Tom Brady I don't know if you saw that Sam Tom Brady actually went out to the game to support and watch uh so it's cool to see Tom Brady in the stands uh, and, and didn't try to be like a star. He just sat in the stands with everybody else. Like he didn't ask for like a boxer, you know, can I have a private security team? He was just out there hanging out, taking pictures with fans and, you know, drinking avocado tequila. So that was cool. Uh, what you got? What's the last one, Sam? <laughs> yeah. How about a little, uh, little guessing game to end the show okay. here? Okay. ESPN has ranked the top 75 college Ooh. quarterbacks since 2000. 2000. Um, mm. I, I want to see how many of the top five, you can guess in the next two minutes. You can just fling fling names out there. Let's see if you can can fill in the 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 blanks here. So best college quarterbacks 
in the last 23 years. Oh, think? so all 23 years. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Michael Vick? Um, he is not in the top five. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, try to tell you where he is, though, when I uh, when you guess. Let's see. Top five the last 23 years. So, man, that's a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Eli Manning? I mean, I don't know. He didn't have a great college career. He was a great NFL quarterback. Uh, Drew Brees? Um, I mean, Tom Brady can't be in there. He wasn't a great college quarterback. Matt Leinard? Um, um, still haven't gotten one yet. Leinard was Justin, 17. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Lawrence, Trevor, 11. What? Oh, my goodness. I don't know where this list is going in. If Trevor Lawrence is 11? Uh, I mean, it can't be like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Um, nope. So I'll give, you, I'll give you some hints here. Okay. Um, Okay, think of think of some national champions. Oh, a lot Tim, of these not guys, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. Number four. Number four. Skip Bayless must have did this list. Like Tim Tebow is not one of the top five quarterbacks. I get it, but college, I guess college career we're going off of. Yeah. So national champions, uh, college quarterback wise, like I mean, like Vince. He Young. won two championships and he had like yeah. You know, 57 rushing touchdowns, 88 passing true, touchdowns. True. He did have Good a great resume. college career. He did. He did. I'm thinking more NFL, so that's my fault. Like, let me think just college. Uh, so you got Tim Tebow in there for uh last 23 years. Uh Alabama, it's gotta be an Alabama quarterback. I'm guessing they won a bunch. Uh nope. Stetson Bennett, maybe. No. No Bama. Um Georgia, no. Uh because Stafford wouldn't be in there, would he? No Stafford. Here, I'll give you. I'll give you some schools. Um, okay. Texas. Vince Young. Vince Young, number three. Okay. Yep. I said that earlier though. You missed that one. I said because oh, I sorry. said I said Leonard and Vince Young. So all right, Vince Young was on there. So my bad. Um, Cam. Uh, <laughs> Cam Newton. Yep. I forgot Cam about Newton. Cam. I yep. He he would be gave definitely you a freebie. In there. All right. Then we got an Oklahoma, and we've got a uh, an LSU. So either Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray. Baker Mayfield is the number one oh on the list. Goodness. Yeah. Kyle, that's okay. I got to take NFL out of it. College, college, college. Okay. So Baker Mayfield's one. Uh, and then LSU would have been. Um, it's not Joe Burrow, is it? Burrow. Wow. He only did one year at LSU and didn't even play at uh, Ohio State. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's the top five list, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't so have guessed that. Five, Tebow four, Young three, Newton two, Mayfield one. Oh, that's I feel like that's just for drama. Like they're gonna get a ton of messages now and tweets about this list. Like that's literally a drama field list because people hate Tim Tebow and people don't believe in Baker Mayfield. So this is definitely a drama field. Like this is they're they're about the drama. They're about the drama, but I'll give it to them. Smart, smart, smart. Smart, 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 smart choices, smart choices. Maybe we have to come up with our own list on Friday uh, and have all the guys pick their top five quarterbacks from the 2000 era, 2000 to 2023. I mean, because at this point, I might as well just go like uh, Tanner Morgan or, or Matt Light or, uh, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Mitch Leitner. So like, <laughs> you want to <you> <laughs> Mitch Leitner did not make the top 75. I'll let you know that. Oh, man. Well, Sam, I want to thank you for joining me on the Ron Johnson. So I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Uh, I want everybody to remember, like, share, download, continue to subscribe. And remember, if you want endless Vikings talk with local experts, endless sports talk with local experts, uh, just make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia. Make sure you do that as well. 
And uh, it was a Monday. We didn't have a mission today. That'll come back next week. We're definitely going to have a testimony Tuesday, though. So tune in for that tomorrow. I'm Ron Johnson at Sam Exham. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 